Hey, welcome in to the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here with my brother Josh. What's going on, bro? Hey, what's up, dude? Happy to be here on episode 42. Let's get it. 42. Pretty excited. Uh, man, we had an exciting week 11 of the NFL season. And uh, it is over now. We are heading into week 12, heading to the playoffs. Like we're we're two to three weeks away, depending on your playoff format. So, yeah, I hope everybody, you know, I hope all of our listeners that have taken our advice are headed to that, you know, to the playoffs. I want to see some interaction on Twitter if you can of just send me your teams. And and if you're heading to the playoffs, I want to see your records. And uh, yeah, hit us all up on, on Twitter, please. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's uh, let's get into the daily roundabout a little bit. We've got some news to cover. Melvin Gordon was cut by the Broncos this morning. Yeah, man. Uh, another fumble in that game against the Raiders. Uh, I think Max Crosby forced that fumble. Um, just rough, man. He's had issues holding on to the ball all year, and now he he you know saw the result of it. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, it's been a rough year for Gordon, and uh, I think this, you know, kind of makes sense that at this point the Broncos aren't really fighting for much, and uh, it's time to just, you know, cut ties with him, go forward, plan for next year. Yeah, I think a lot of people see this as kind of, uh, he was kind of a scapegoat for how poorly Nathaniel Hackett has been doing this year, Um, Hmm. and that's maybe a fair criticism, but... Also, if if you fumbled that many times, you would probably lose your job, too. Absolutely. Almost anybody in the NFL would lose their job if they fumbled that many times. He's had an yeah, absolutely just horrible hard season. Truth, man. So that's just the way it goes. Um, in other unfortunate news, Kyle Pitts has an MCL tear. He is out indefinitely. They did place him on the IR earlier today. So yeah. that's a bummer, but it, it kind of has a silver lining in that you no longer have to feel like oh do i play kyle pitts for four points yeah like it might also clear things up as far as like drake london goes and playing him in the future oh that's true that's true because he's pretty much the only really good wide receiver like good receiving option there i mean you've got some other guys there patterson's good out of the back yeah but you know nobody who can really really make like huge things happen so Drake Lennon, uh, I'd look for his volume to increase a little bit. And everybody who's a Kyle Pitts owner, welcome to the uh, streaming tight ends. It's it's a lot of fun. You're going to enjoy it. Good There's luck. more and more injured tight ends, too, so it's just a narrowing field. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have another injury. Justin Fields is day-to-day with a shoulder injury. Hopefully that's not too bad. I guess he finished the game with a dislocated or partially dislocated shoulder. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, like mixed reports on that. And now they're also saying that they're, the the coaching staff isn't guaranteeing that he won't be out for the season. So that's kind of oh mixed as well as far gosh. as day to day versus, you know, the rest of the season <laughs> this is week 11. IR. That's yeah. crazy. Um, All right, well, we'll keep you all posted on that. Uh, You know, listen to it. We'll be back uh, with a Wednesday show, and we'll we'll have a Fields update for you if there's anything to update. And Trevor Um, Simeon is the backup quarterback there, um, if anybody was curious. So he will be an add in two QB leagues this week. Um, 
Houston. Uh, potentially another QB add in two QB leagues will be Kyle Allen. Houston is considering starting him over Davis Mills, who's mm-hmm. had a really rough season. So that's a, a potential pickup and just throw into your super flex. If you're a team like mine is, we've discussed it many times, how terrible my two QB team is. <laughs> so, you know, this is the only one injuries have been crazy this year, man. I I've been making it happen. This was the first week that I started that I didn't start two quarterbacks despite losing Trey Lance in week one or week two, whatever that was. Yeah. Week two, but week one was like the rain game. Yeah. 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 So, uh, all right. Chase young is activated for the commanders in a piece of good news. So, uh, that's I mean, it's not really that good for fantasy because it means their defense is going to improve. Most likely he has been out for a while, so he could be a little rusty. But man, he's such an impact player. I would expect to see him immediately in, you know, in this coming game uh, as long as mm-hmm. he's able to play. So, yeah, it's we'll one of see. those things where, you know, we'll probably see him on limited snaps and then on those limited snaps, he will affect the play. So, yeah, that's what I would expect as well. And Taylor Heineke is the commander's uh, starting quarterback going forward. So according to Ron Rivera, so that's yeah, man, uh, he's winning games. Yeah, I know. I watched that. That was so funny. Uh, what made you guys uh, decide to switch to Taylor Heineke going forward? Uh, winning. Yeah. <laughs> that was good stuff. How'd that uh, conversation with Carson go? It, it was good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> It was good. We told him uh, he lost and Taylor won. So he's out. (laughs) It went really well. (laughs) Um, Man, (laughs) Carson wins. Uh, Um, Props to Heineke, man. He won a job. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations to Taylor Heineke. He's looked good, too. He's getting it done. He's getting the ball to the receivers. It's, you know, it's producing for fantasy, which I like. So good stuff. Um, Mike Williams ankle reaggravated in Sunday's game. It's not considered serious. He's day to day, but man, Mike Ugh. Williams, this is so brutal. I feel it's like just, it's never it's... been considered serious and we're <sighs> always be- facing if, is he going to play or is he not going to play so. every year, every week? Like Mike Williams is awesome to own for the first two or three weeks of a season because he usually gets out, he he can get out to a hot start and have like a blow up week. One of those where he wins you this wins you the week, but man, you, you like, you got to trade him off your team early yeah. <laughs> before you go through good, these injuries good strategy, Jordan. Um, yeah, cause sure as the sun is going to shine, Mike Williams is going to have an injury. It's <sighs> he, he dude, you watch him far. play. He hits the ground and like can't get up afterwards. So hard, dude. He he looks <laughs> like uh one of those one of those like simulations of a crash doll dummy or whatever. <laughs> you get to like throw it off cliffs and see how it bounces off all the trees and stuff on the way down. Yes. Yeah, it's 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 brutal. Uh but he's fun to watch, you know. I like watching Mike Williams play. I like to see him out there. He's exciting. He makes those big downfield plays and those amazing catches. That uh, you know, that's it's fun. Like that's what football is all about. Yeah. So it's but great. He's out, you know, it's opportunity for Josh Palmer and we've seen him be awesome. I'm gonna keep starting him. I've been I've been starting him like all year in the two QB. So that's that's what's up. He's been great. Uh, Josh Palmer's really having a great season filling in for, you know, Mm Keenan Allen when he was hurt. Mike Williams when he was hurt both when they were both out. 
he, he's looked great. So props to Josh Palmer and he's, uh, you know, he's going to continue to see volume going forward. He's really earned it at this point to where even if Williams and, and Allen are healthy, they're going to still have to try and get Josh Palmer involved because yeah. he's, he's Gerald Everett is having issues now. And yep. so yeah, he's been good. offense needs another, you know, pass catcher. You this is a team that is going to have to score a lot of points to win. So, yeah, yeah, they can't stop anybody. Uh, boy, the uh, the AFC West does not believe in defense. It's like, <laughs> Who needs it? Denver uh, does. Like, well, we believe in defense. We just completely ignore offense. Right. Good times. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, let's hop into the Week Eleven Best Coast Big and Bad. Uh, for our big QBs, Joe Burrow had 355 and four touchdowns. Really nice game for him. Daniel Jones was QB two at 341 and one passing 50 and uh, 50 yards and a rushing touchdown as well on the ground. So, uh, what a man. You know, yeah, he looked really good in a loss. Um, tough yep. game for the Giants, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it a little more later, but, uh, he he got it done for fantasy at least. The rushing yards always give him a nice floor, and he gets a lot of rushing touchdowns as well. So you know, it, in in this off season, I had a, a choice to make in a dynasty league of do I get rid of Daniel Jones or do I get rid of Ryan Tannehill? And I thought that the Titans had a better shot of just having a better overall offense, and Tannehill Tannehill would be a better fill in on bye weeks when I needed him. And you know what? I was dead wrong, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, when it comes to fantasy, I mean, like, it, the rushing is just such a game changer. And Daniel Jones well, is a pretty I athletic I thought Daniel dude. Jones was likely to lose his job after this year. So in a dynasty league, it made sense to me yeah, to keep yeah, the guy who's going to have a job. But, man, Daniel Jones has, has yeah, made me eat those words. He looks good. <laughs> He's having a good season. Uh, they need they need to get back on the on the winning path though. This next week right. they they've got a big game against uh, I think the Cowboys. So interesting to see what happens going forward. Uh, QB three Pat Mahomes three twenty nine and three. He's awesome. All three of those were to Kelsey, I believe. Um, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett QB four three twenty four and three. A nice game for the Browns. Um, Justin Fields was QB five before he got hurt. I mean, he did finish the game, but one twenty three and one passing, eighty five rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. And then Hurts, Andy Dalton, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Ryan Tannehill, and Aaron Rodgers round out the top twelve. All pretty decent games. So, anything, uh, any major takeaways from those quarterbacks there, Josh? Do you think like? Brissett is somebody you can play while we wait no. for. No, I didn't think so. No, Watson's going to be back waiting, and waiting for Watson. Yeah. Um, you know, Justin Fields is, was the steal of this season probably. And now we don't know if he's going to continue playing this season. So I know it's just, tr- it's tragic. Rough. All right. Well, over and we'll over. Find out. Um, all right. Let's move to the big RBs. Tony Pollard. He only had 80 rushing yards, no rushing touchdowns, but six for 109 and two in the receiving game. Uh, My so that was, goodness. That was huge. And Zeke ended up scoring a couple rushing touchdowns. So 
you know, he finished, I think, uh, RB nine or eight. Yeah. Everybody so had a piece in that one. It, dude. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, they they smashed it in this game. Uh, Samaji P. Ryan, RB2, after Joe Mixon left, he has 30 rushing yards, but he caught four receptions for 52 yards and three receiving touchdowns. So, oh, insane. Me. Yeah, it could have been potentially a huge game for Mixon had he not had that head injury. We're going to have to keep yeah, he an was eye on, on that. On his way to a massive game. Yeah, so we'll have to keep an eye on the Mixon news this week. Uh, Samaji P. Ryan will definitely be a pickup, but... We'll we'll be watching the news to see if he's a like dump all of your fab kind of pickup or like a you'll get one week at best kind of pickup. So uh, Najee Harris, 90 and two on the ground, four for 26 through the through the air. So uh, a really nice game for Najee. Finally, um, I will Comes say on the that, back of Jalen Warren going out too with an yeah, injury. So I was going to add that that Jalen Warren got banged up in this uh, in this game. So. He got pretty much all of the volume there, which is what he lived off of last year. And we finally saw it pay off a couple nice runs into the end zone for him. Derrick Henry kept his run going 87 and one on the ground, two for 45 through the air. And then top uh, rounding out the top five, Jamal Williams, 64 on only 64 rushing yards, but got three touchdowns. So, uh, so he, nice to have. He leads the league in rushing touchdowns this year. Uh, yeah, with just, 12. Just tearing it up. 12 touchdowns through 11 weeks. It's insane. It is insane. And then David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, Ezekiel Elliott, Austin Eckler, Devin Singletary, Latavius Murray, and Jonathan Taylor round out the top 12 this week. Um, any other big takeaways from the running backs? Nope. Happy with it, man. I think Pollard, you can probably start confidently pretty much the rest of the season. I, I, I would agree for sure. They're just going to keep him very involved. And I think the whole I, thing I just matters for Zeke's health, too. They need him in the playoffs. They're figuring out ways to get Pollard involved early so that even if they have blowout victories where they can kind of just run through between the tackles at the end and stuff, Pollard's already made a game for himself. So it's yeah he's he's just he's awesome yeah and this passing game you know kind of needs him too. outside of cd lamb other guys aren't stepping up so that's true we've seen a little bit from uh dalton schultz but uh they they need to have a third weapon there Mm -hmm. um let's move to the wide receivers wide receiver one Devontae adams seven for 141 and two he is your league leader in receiving touchdowns Sing nice it. game for him. Uh, Amari Cooper, eight for one thirteen and two. There was talk in our group chats that I owed Amari Cooper an apology. I will not apologize. <laughs> not, not today, sir. Not today. Not tomorrow. It's I was wondering if you would, especially not for Amari Cooper. Are you kidding me? Uh, this, we've seen him do this before. We've seen him do way bigger things than this. And I will not be surprised at all when next week he is completely uninvolved and has, you know, zero fantasy points. Like just they play don't at be Tampa Bay next week. It That's what Amari Cooper does. Game. Um, one thing I'll say is he's been he has been consistent this year. And he's been more consistent this year than Amari Cooper does in the past. But he 
Uh, I'm still not apologizing. Uh, you know, we know what Amari Cooper is. He's had a long career. And if he finished the season adding only like 20 more fantasy points the entire rest of the season, I would not be shocked. You think he's going to give up on this season as Deshaun Watson comes in? I think this, I, could, no. I think this is a good season for Cooper. He's going to keep going. I'm not saying play. I think he's going to give up or I'm not, I'm not saying anything other than just, this is what Amari Cooper does. He has big games. He completely disappears. So all right. There's having, a lot of guys like that, that we like having so. a consistent, having a consistent start to this season does not make me change my mind on a guy who has a, a long, long track record with several different teams of doing the same thing. So congratulations on your two touchdown game, Amari Cooper. And that's it. <laughs> Wide receiver three, Josh Palmer, eight for 106 and two, continues to be awesome this year. Uh, you know, obviously the injuries in front of him have helped him get the volume, but man, he is earning it. He's out there oh, just yeah. kicking butt every week. So, dude, he's nice. beating guys on routes and jumping in for 50 50 balls. He looks awesome. Yeah, he's, he's good. Big target, too. He's nice. Uh, T. Higgins, nine for 148, did not get into the end zone, but uh, he made it look easy, though. Yeah, just really nice game for T. Higgins. Good to see him getting it going. Uh, he's, a, he's such a good wide receiver, and he's he's a little inconsistent as well. He's had kind of a rough season this year. You know, he had the concussions early on and stuff. So hopefully he can get it going here at the end of this year, like he did last year, where he had a really nice streak through the playoffs. Uh, Christian Watson, four for 48 and two touchdowns. He did not get a third. I was like freaking out that he would after I said there was no way he was going to have three <laughs> touchdowns again. Basically, everything I say for sure will happen, won't happen. And if I say there's no way it'll happen, it'll definitely happen. Or get so close, keep, at least. It's going to yes, teeter. Yes, keep that in mind. Uh, Chris Olave, Demarcus Robinson, which was a little strange. George Pickens, Wandale Robinson, who unfortunately got hurt and is out for the season. Traylon Burks, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Stephon Diggs round out your top 12. Uh, Dude, I don't everybody think we after that Wandale. had bad games. Yes, yes. It was a down week for wide receivers. Diggs wasn't even, like, great. It was it was. He a had a touchdown mid- that saved his week. Yeah, it was a very midweek for Diggs. Donovan Peoples-Jones did it pretty much on like one or two, uh, one or two big catches. Um, Traylon Burks did have a really respectable game without a touchdown, and Wandale yep. had a nice game as well. But Wandale Robinson tore his ACL, I believe, and yeah. is done for the season. That's correct. So we didn't mention that earlier, but yeah, that is uh, a bummer. Uh, any other takeaways from the wide receivers? Do you think Christian Watson is somebody you can feel pretty confident in starting going forward? Yeah, I think he's definitely a good flex going forward. Um, uh, you know, we had teams on by this week, Jags, Dolphins, Seahawks, Buccaneers. That's a lot of good wide receivers. So if your team had bad wide receivers, so did a lot of other teams. Trust me. Yeah, that's true. Um Demarcus Robinson, let's just touch on that a little bit. You and I kind of talked about it before the show about maybe putting him in the waiver wire section. And I don't think I'm that interested. You were maybe a touch more interested than I was, but yeah, it's just um, a touch. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's not a lot of volume there for the Ravens and you know, they're, they're missing some pieces, which is part of that involvement that he had. But we saw last week, he, he didn't, he only had four targets last week. 
uh, this week that was eight or nine and, uh, you know, had a really nice game. But um, I don't think it's anything that's going to be like consistent or predictable. So, yeah, the other thing is he's been on, you know, teams with really good quarterbacks and not been, you know, former chief Demarcus Robinson. So, yeah, yeah. And he was not was not hyper productive with Mahomes, was not consistent with Mahomes, had occasional blow up games. But yeah, um, it wasn't for lack of opportunity. That's the thing. He was he was on the field. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, he really only could be started previously like if Tyreek Hill missed or something like that. So that was um that's, you know, maybe if uh maybe if uh Mark Andrews misses, you could consider DeMarcus Robinson as like a flex option in the mm-hmm. coming weeks. But yeah, or I mean even if that, it comes that's... out that DuVernay's having, you know, there's some reason that he's only getting one target if he has an injury or something. There you go. Yeah. I'm more interested. Yeah. But all right, um, let's move on. Let's talk about the big tight ends on the week. Travis Kelsey, six for 115 in those three touchdowns for Mahomes. He's always he at the top of this category, man. Gonna be tight end one on the season. It's just you is know, what it is. I saw, I see more and more people talking about that he should just always be the 101, and I, <laughs> I can't argue. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough, but it, like you're probably not. If you took Travis Kelsey at the 101 this year, it pro- you're probably winning. You're probably winning. I would imagine yeah. you're having a pretty good season. I would imagine things are going just fine. Wherever it's you not- took Kelsey in the first round, your team is probably doing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Austin Hooper, four for 36 and two touchdowns. You know, the volume and the... Uh, yardage makes me think this is probably kind of fluky. Uh, yep. You know, Hooper, he's a he's a respectable tight end. He's a talented dude, but uh, you know, again, not a lot of volume there, and and so I wouldn't I wouldn't expect that to be consistent going forward. Juwan Johnson, though, I would expect to continue to be consistent. Three for forty seven and one lower volume this game than he's had, but he did get the touchdown. We've seen him mm-hmm. have red zone targets, and we've seen him have volume, so. I like Juwan Johnson to continue to be, you know, probably a top 10 tight end play the rest of the way with a lot of top five weeks. Same. Yeah. It seems like he's always on the field. Um, Their offense is just not good. So (laughs) opportunities aren't, you know, abundant, but he can definitely get it done as a tight end. We'll talk about him in waivers a little bit, but he's, you know, he's not owned in very many leagues right now. So, you know, I mean, he's, he's owned in a lot of competitive leagues, but you know, in, in shallower leagues and stuff, he's out there. So uh, Pat Fryermuth, tight end four, eight for 79. And Dawson Knox, tight end five, seven for 70. Wasn't an extremely exciting week outside of those top three. Uh, Andrews was tight end six. Logan Thomas, Taysom Hill, Tyler Higby, Harrison Bryant, Jody Fortson, and TJ Hawkinson round up the top 12. But most of those guys were not all that great. Yeah, none of them had good games. Um. <laughs> Like after like Logan Thomas was still in double digits. And I think after that, it's single digit points. So. Yeah. Taysom Hill like had 57 yards. So. Um, Big defenses, the commanders, the Cowboys, the Ravens, the Patriots and the Falcons all had really nice weeks. The Lions, the Colts, the Jets, the Chiefs and the Panthers were all right. And then let's uh, let's talk about some uh, stinkers. Uh, Kirk yeah. Cousins in our bad QBs. He is going to lead it off. He was absolutely awful. In our scoring format, he had less than two points. 
Yeah, I played against him in in our league of record, and <laughs> I I win. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Very yeah. Nice. Sorry about that, Zach. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was. I you know, Kirk Cousins. If he doesn't play in the 1 p.m. slot, we're on the West Coast, so it's West Coast 1 p.m. slot. Or, sorry, 10 a.m. slot. Yeah, 10 a.m. Yeah. slot. If he doesn't play in the 10 a.m. slot, he's he's garbage. You definitely don't want him nationally televised. No. No, you want him in the 10 a.m. slot when there's seven other games going. This whole, this was just, there was nothing good to say about the Vikings in this game. So, I don't know what happened. Are the Cowboys really just that good? Was this just kind of a, they just had their number and we got to talk this up to a bad game for the Vikings? The Cowboys are good, but man, it is absolutely undeniable that Kirk Cousins cannot get it done in a nationally televised game or on prime time. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't happen. So be be careful when you have, you know, Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and these guys for the Vikings. And, you know, you look at the schedule and you see, oh, they're playing a Sunday night 515, 520 game or they're playing, you know, the Monday well, night game. Like it really doesn't help when, when they're playing the, the top rated defenses in the league. You know, I mean, the Cowboys were the Cowboys are a great defense, but, you know, you have to take both into account because it's too many. It's not like, oh, Kirk Cousins in the last three times he's on primetime. He's been terrible. Like, no, it's like every it's time he's on. Yeah, it's it's yeah. so <laughs> you just you have to keep going with it. Um Zach Wilson, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, Matt Ryan, they were all awful. Uh Daryl Henderson didn't uh didn't really show up. Uh he did get hurt in this game. <coughs> Excuse me. Um so it breaks our streak. That's a bummer. He didn't score a touchdown. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I gave you a real punishment. And that's, I, I guess, a I good thank thing, you for it. I didn't end up playing Daryl Henderson, by the way. I wonder if that's why this happened. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah, possibly. Uh, CEH was awful. Ja, uh, James Robinson, he was terrible, didn't show up. Michael Carter, Deontay Foreman, Damian Pierce, AJ Dillon. Chuba Hubbard, Saquon Barkley had a bad game. Miles Sanders was bad. Brian Robinson didn't show up. Like, man, it was rough for a lot of these guys this week. Yeah. On the note of uh, Robinson and Michael Carter, I don't know what the Jets were doing this week. Um, you know, the game was still well within reach for the entire game. I mean, yeah. they lost in, in, on a punt return at the end. But Ty Johnson was in the game when they were deep in their own territory. I don't know, you know, what's going on, why they can't figure it out personnel wise, but obviously <laughs> Michael Carter and James Robinson should be in in these scenarios. So Yes. Frustrating to watch. Um frustrating it from a fantasy perspective and just a, a football perspective. I don't wanna see, you know, a, a team lose without with their best players not on the field. It's frustrating. Yeah, it is. I'm sure it's frustrating for the players too, not just the you know, not just John or James Robinson and 
Michael Carter, but you know, their teammates as well, who know that they're better than, you know, these other yeah. guys getting playing time for who knows what reason. But anyways, um, let's move on to the bad wide receivers. Garrett Wilson, Adam Thielen, DJ Moore was terrible. Glad I told people not to play him. Deontay Johnson, uh, that call didn't work out for Brandon this week. Justin yep. Jefferson had a really down week. Tyler Boyd had a bad week. Another rough call. AJ Brown was awful this week. Drake London, Jacoby Myers, Terry McLaurin. A lot of guys who showed up big last week had really down weeks. So, yep. uh, you know, wide receiver kind of is that way. You take the good with the bad. Yeah. Except for with Amari Cooper. And DJ Moore. <laughs> And DJ Moore, you just yeah, don't don't take the good. There's so much bad. <laughs> <laughs> Even if your eyes deceive you and you think, wow, that guy's really talented. <laughs> you know? He is. No, you're right though. He's <laughs> talented. That's the problem. Um, there's nobody to throw him the ball. He needs out of Carolina so bad. Yeah, he does, man. Bad tight ends, all of them. They let all everybody the out, not DJ Moore. <laughs> T E is for terrible. Um, yeah, tight ends were all bad. Always are. Uh, week even 11, some of them made the good section. Yes, even some of them that made the good section were bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's let's do the week eleven review. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, here's, a, here's a fun yeah, note. Please give us your fun note for this. Right. I like this. So through 11 weeks, the defense for the pay, the Patriots and the Cowboys have outscored players such as Alvin Kamara, Travis Etienne, Damian Pierce, Almond Ross St. Brown, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Ken Walker III in fantasy points. So there you have it, Jordan. What do you Yay. think about that? Uh, I think, um, you know, sometimes there's a defense or two that are absolute difference makers. Now, what if I told you that Philly has outscored about half of those players? I mean, you know, Kamara's (laughs) had a down year. ETN was sharing with James Robinson early on. Didn't do much the first few weeks. Like you can True. point Amon Ra missed Jamar time. Chase Higgins missed time. Jamar Chase missed time. Ken Walker wasn't getting any work at the beginning of the year. So, you know, That's you true. can, you can point out things about these players that it's like, all right, like they have a valid reason. Some of them for, you know, for, for yeah. not showing up. So, <laughs> right. And pretty much everybody, but Alvin Kamara. <laughs> yeah. That one's tough. Uh, he, he started man. out so bad. But it, uh, honestly, if you if you ended up with the Pats D or the Cowboys D, you're probably winning on those weeks where they have 30 points. So good job. They're, they're definitely helping you a lot. Getting that. Yeah, they are. Uh, all right. So bye weeks this week were the Jags, Dolphins, Seahawks, and Buccaneers. Let's do some game reviews. Uh, we had the Bears at the Falcons. Falcons win 27 to 24. They moved to five and six. And the Bears fall to three and seven. Brandon won the water bet. He Ugh. bet the over. So uh yeah 51 was the points total 50 and a half was the over under so just barely just, just squeaked it out barely 
Uh, great game for Justin Fields in another very close loss. Darnell Mooney had a really nice touchdown grab. Um, didn't end up having a huge game, but that catch was really impressive. I think he's a really talented wide receiver, but I agree. You know, the, the volume there is so low that it's really tough to justify starting him over guys where you're like, Oh, I think this guy could have 10 targets. How many targets do I think Darnell Mooney will have? Like, right. You know? <laughs> yeah, man, it's not an indictment of his talent. Uh, when I say anything negative about him in fantasy football, it's just, you know, this is a bears offense that has good running game and a running quarterback who can make plays, but uh, their offense is really atrocious. Yeah, for the most part, it really is. Um, David Montgomery got all the work in this one, finished his RB6. So that was nice to see for the Montgomery owners that, uh, you know, he's now with Herbert out. It seems like he is going to be like a workhorse back where he's pretty much getting everything. Yeah, and that's uh, pretty much how they liked it for the last couple of years anyways. So, yeah. Um Patterson and Algiers split the workload for Atlanta, but Mariota snaked the rushing touchdown. So no big games for either of those two guys. But the Falcons are only a half game out of first in the NFC South now. Dude, and they're rolling. They are. They score 27 points in like every game, it feels like. And that's, you know, that's going to win most NFL games right now. It's the O-line, which we were talking about O-lines before this uh, before this recording, and I think they were ninth or 10th in O-line play. Yeah, they're like 10th, and it, that feels right. It's, they, you know, they, they struggle a little in the pass protection like you were talking about, but their, their running game is very solid. They're figuring it out with Patterson and Algier and Mariota. Between the three of mm-hmm. them, it's really hard to to figure out what you're going to do as a defense to stop that, that running attack. So, right. And it's hard to keep the ball out of their possession, man. They're good at moving the sticks. Yeah. Uh, any other big takeaways for fantasy from those game from that game? Nope. All right. Uh, Browns bills, Browns lose 23 to 31 bills are seven and three now. And the Browns are three and seven. Um, Let's see. The Bills running game kind of made an appearance in this. Singletary and James Cook both looked good. So Cook was getting more work towards the end of the game, which has kind of been a trend lately. Like, even though they haven't been ahead by a ton, James Cook seems to show up in the second half, get a couple carries where he's very efficient on his touches. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's nice to see. Devin Singletary scored a touchdown in this one. Yep. Um, yeah, he's, he's looked good. He's looked good. Uh, Jacoby Brissett outscored Josh Allen in this game. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of weird. Not what you would expect, but a lot of this game kind of was what you would expect. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, Definitely, the, the Brown yeah. defense, I thought, played an admirable game. Um, they were They were in it on every play. This Bills team is just too good. Yeah, and it was kind of a weird game. Like like you said, Stephon Diggs got bailed out by his touchdown because he had a really down game otherwise. Um, that, you That's know, credit to that Browns D, man. They, they were getting pressure on Allen, and, you know, Miles Garrett had a nice sack. And It was yeah. a strange situation, too, because this is the game that they moved from Buffalo to Detroit. And so, you know, you're playing a neutral field game, which you don't do very often. It was just kind of a strange situation. So 
Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any major takeaways from this, although I do think that James Cook is looking okay, and we'll talk about him in waivers. Um, any big takeaway? Anything big for you, or should we uh, go to Eagles Colts? I'm, I'm just worried about Kareem Hunt. Period. This year, he doesn't seem like that big of a priority for the Browns to use, other than like a driver to a game. Yeah, not at all. It's I don't think it's going to happen for Hunt. I think he's very much relegated to the backup position. Yep. All right. Uh, Eagles Colts Eagles squeak out the win 17 16 nine and one and the Colts fall to four and six and one everybody let you down from a fantasy perspective Jonathan Taylor was okay in this game broke a, a nice long run that kind of saved his week because he was pretty inefficient otherwise Michael Pittman was eh uh Jalen Hurts was the only Eagle to have more than 11 fantasy points and a half PPR. So uh they lost Dallas Goddard, and I think that really hurt this offense, but they still have a lot of weapons here. So this was still kind of uh you know weird to see. The Colts do have a pretty good defense though, so that's something to monitor, I think. That yeah, you know, like currently I think the Colts are number one against wide receiver in the you know. Right, but they've been giving up to the run. You know, you were able to run on the Colts, and then Miles Sanders just had a down game. He looked like crap. So Yeah, yeah, really bad. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I hope that the Eagles can, you know, figure out how to score more than 20 points again. Yeah, you know, they, they struggled early on in the season to score in the second half. That was not their problem in this game because they did have to come from behind to win this game. But it seems like, you know, they've they've beaten a lot of really soft teams. And so the NFC East has a soft schedule this year. Yeah, I I think they're not quite as scary as they looked early on. I think that I think they're still a good team and I think they're probably still going to win their division and, uh, you know, make a good playoff run. But they are certainly. Yeah, they're certainly not invincible, though. So, yeah, I don't even think they're locked to win this division. mm, I don't know. They still have a number one O-line in football, uh, dynamic player in Hurts and some good weapons around him. So I think they'll figure things out offensively and they've got a good defense. So they're going to be tough to take down still. They've they've still got a soft schedule going forward as well. Like it doesn't get hard. So. Yeah, so I, I'd look for them to win. You know, they got a couple games coming up against uh, the Cowboys and the Giants that are a little tough. They're probably the their thing, toughest man. games of the whole year. The Cowboys are really at a point now where they're, you know, they're vibing. They just took out the Vikings, who've only lost one game prior to this, or you know, two two games prior to this. So, yeah, yeah, Ugh. we'll see. That's who it's going to come down to probably because the Giants look to be falling off a little bit. We'll talk about them in a few minutes. but um, Yeah, and they, it seems like they really kind of um, lucked into a few of their victories early on anyways. Yeah. Well, let's head to the other New Jersey team. Uh, the Jets taking on the Patriots. They lose 3-10. to 10. Both teams are now 6-4 and four on the season. So that's a very close race there in the AFC East with the uh, – Bills up by one game on the Jets and the Patriots. So yep. that'll be that's gonna be fun to watch going into Both these late games. First. 
Oh, that's so, right. And Dolphins are tied with the Bills, right? At seven and three? No, Dolphins are straight up in first. The Bills are in second. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's going I mean, that whole division, it's going to be so close. I think we'll probably see the Jets come back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, well, they're fourth in their division now. Yeah, that's probably where they should be. Um, let's see. The uh, Patriots had to win this game somehow. Uh, they they didn't do it by putting up the numbers, though. Six seconds left on the clock when the Pats returned a punt for a touchdown to win this game. It had been tied 3-3 pretty much the whole game. It was so, also the first punt returned for a touchdown all season. <laughs> all season, yes. Uh, both defenses played really excellent games and both offenses played really terrible games. Really terrible (laughs) games. That's true. Uh, what's your note here about the coin flip? Oh, uh, there is a guy on, I think it was on Twitter who put out a, just a handwritten, uh, list of all the jets schedule and flipped a coin to see if they would win or lose. And he is accurate through 11 weeks. Oh, no way. The coin stays true. Who does he have them winning or losing next week? I I will have to look at we'll, we'll bring it up next show. Look this up. All right. Look it up for Wednesday's show. Yep. Uh, I'll, other... I'll bring up his handle to you guys and go follow him. <laughs> awesome. Any other notes on Jets Patriots? Uh, no, just that these running backs for the Patriots are, are very good and you can probably play both of them. Yeah, my one big takeaway from this game would be that you do not really want to start players against the Patriots, especially as we get later in the season. It's going to be rough. And on that note, too, wide receivers against the Jets. Not fun, man. You don't want to do it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the Rams Saints. Rams fall 20 to 27 to the Saints who are now 4 and 7. Rams are 3 and 7. Allen Robinson ended up with an okay game. He had a touchdown. 2-2 Atwell caught a 62-yard touchdown on his only target and yeah. finished his wide receiver 14 in half point PPR. So, uh we talked about how it was kind of a down week for receivers, but uh Chris Olave was the the highlight of this game for sure. Uh, Alvin Kamara did have a pretty nice game. He was really keeping that offense moving, but Chris Olave, man, he's making some really nice plays out there. Uh, mm-hmm. He's currently leading the rookie wide receivers in receptions. So he's, he's going to be a good player for a long time. I'm so happy. I drafted him in our dynasty league. It feels <laughs> so good. I'm, I, he was like the one guy that I was like, well, I'm not very sure of him compared to these other receivers. And it turns out he was the one. He was, I was the one. Praying Garrett Wilson would fall to me. That was who I wanted so bad. And Olave was who I ended up with. He was the last guy on my list that I wanted at the 106. It worked out that way. And oh, thank God for Olave. Well, I still like Drake London's long term upside. I love that guy. I'm, I'm sticking with my boy London, but. Uh, Olave is a very nice player. Uh, you know, I'm happy for you. And uh, <laughs> yeah. he, I think you can I think you can start him in pretty much all formats for, you know, pretty confidently for the rest of the season. Wide receivers will always have some variance, but he's he's getting the target volume necessary to, to continue to have a pretty safe floor and a lot of upside. Yeah, man. And he he likes to, you know, have those 30 yard receptions and stuff, too, that really just 
pad the stats. So yeah, a good downfield threat as well, for sure. Uh, Lions Giants Lions win 31 18 over the Giants, which is pretty crazy. It was in New Jersey. So home for the Giants. Uh, they fall to seven and three on the season. Lions are now four and six and making a little run. Won a few now. Um, yeah. Wandale Robinson, we talked about, he left with a torn ACL and he's done for the season. That is a brutal hit for the Giants who really needed a receiver to get things going. And he was finally getting it going. He looked so good. Like two weeks ago, he had a pretty nice game. Last week, he was banged up. Comes back this week, is absolutely tearing it up, looking dominant, and then... Boom, he is done for the year. So remember when everybody said that they drafted Kadarius Tony again? They totally <laughs> drafted Kadarius Tony again. Yeah, in literally every way. So that's that's brutal. Um wherever he goes next, I'm excited for them. Although Kadarius Tony's hurt as well for yeah. Kansas City now. He seems so. like the kind of player that's gonna just stay hurt. We'll we'll have to keep an eye on Wandale Robinson, but he's done for the season. Um, you know, he's definitely going to have some hype going into next season because he looks like a talented player. So um, hopefully he can get healthy and come back and get back to uh, what he was trying to do in this week's game, which is break out. Uh, Saquon Barkley had his worst game of the season. What do you yeah, think about this? Bad. Because he has a really tough schedule ahead. He plays at Dallas. Then he plays Washington, who will have Chase Young back, uh, you know, we we presume. Then he plays Philly and then at Washington. Yeah, it's all it's all in division. We finally get to see, you know, if if this team can match up with these tough opponents in their division. And I think they're gonna lose more more of these games than they win. And that doesn't bode well for Saquon. So obviously I'm not going to bench him, but this game against Dallas, I'm not expecting him to have, you know, a hundred yards. I'm worried about this game at Dallas uh, on Thanksgiving. I think it's, it's possible that he has a really tough game and that if you have other options, you may want to look at benching him. And that being said, same goes for all of the Giants going into this game at Dallas. Yeah, it's going to be tough. So I'm going to, I own Saquon in a dynasty league. I have a really good team and a lot of options there. And I may consider trying to play somebody else who has a much better matchup. Straight up, it helps that there are no buys next week. Yes, yes, that's true. You're going to have a lot of options. Uh, Darius Slayton had a decent game and he's pretty much the only wide receiver left, but he also has that really tough schedule. So I like Darius Slayton. I think he'll probably see the volume. I wouldn't play him in this Dallas game. I probably would be okay playing him in the two Washington games and same Philly's, uh, secondary has shown up pretty well this year. So I probably wouldn't want to play him there either, but. I'm with you, though. Um, I think both those Washington games are where Slayton has another good chance at double-digit fantasy points. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's move on. Panthers lose to the Ravens 3-13. to This game was also tied 3-3 forever, it seemed like. Uh, yeah, it was boring 3-3. 
It was not the very really exciting three three, but man, no, it was yeah. Like well, there could be exciting three three. You could see like long drives and then turnovers and you know well, things mean, that, like that. This was that just Jets punt. Pat's punt, game was at punt. least like defensive, like action. You know, yeah. But yeah, this is like run for two yards, run for two yards, incomplete pass, punt. So. Not a lot of fun. Uh, Lamar Jackson has not had a finish above QB nine since week three. I know this has been personally impacting you, Josh. So can you talk about this a little bit? It's killing me and I'm playing two over him going forward. All right. Uh, I think that's probably a good call, at least for the foreseeable future. Two has been on fire and Lamar's just, uh, you know, he's, he's not, I think part of it is like you missed Andrews the uh, the week before this last one, and then um, you know the Panthers D is actually pretty decent, so I think you can chalk it up to a couple of those things. But man, he was on fire to start the season; has been really mm-hmm. lackluster for for several weeks. So it's it's tough to see. He will probably get things going again, but this slump right now, they got to figure something out. Yeah, that QB nine since you know hasn't had a finish above QB nine since week three. There's probably nine QBs that I would start over Lamar Jackson every week right now. I'm sorry, what? I lost you a little there. Oh, I was just saying he hasn't finished above nine since week three, and there's probably about nine QBs I would start over Lamar Jackson like every week right now. Okay. So he's like, yeah. I mean, he's probably a startable QB, but if you're somebody who does have the luxury of having a top ten QB probably play them over Lamar right now. That's crazy. I know. Uh no Panther pass catcher is playable with Baker Mayfield at the quarterback. Yeah. I think Baker Mayfield is the worst quarterback who sometimes starts in the league right now. Deontay Wentz or Baker Mayfield. Oh. I guess Wentz. I think you're right. That's close though. Yeah. Uh, Deontay Foreman is human. A very down he week for Deontay is Foreman. Human. He'll have more good games. Yes, uh, he will. And is he proving that a running back can come back from an Achilles tear, but that it might take three or four years? He's proving that he can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that answer. I think that's the right answer. Um. All right, we got to fly through these last few games. Uh, Commanders twenty. So. Yeah, Commanders twenty three, Texans ten. Uh, Commanders, uh, they moved to six and five. They're going to continue to be competitive in the East. There, Texans one eight and one. Uh, trying very firmly, I think now in in the race for the first overall pick. So, uh, Pierce had the a really really bad game. It was absolutely terrible. Don't even watch it because it it will hurt your eyes. Antonio Gibson is getting more work than Brian Robinson, uh, mm-hmm. so that's an interesting thing to watch going forward. Uh, this was his third top fifteen running back finish in four weeks. The Commanders D had five sacks, two interceptions, and a touchdown. Play defenses against the Texans. Hunted. Always and, play defenses against the Texans. And if you believe in the commander's defense, they are getting back one of their best pieces. So there's they're a defense to watch going forward. They could have 
uh, a good stretch here towards the end of the season. So yeah, they might uh, win your championship, dude. They they haven't really been great to this point, but getting Chase Young back is huge. So, um, any big fantasy takeaways from that game? No, let's keep it rolling. Cool. Raiders Broncos yuck, but yay. Raiders win 22 to 16. Uh, Both teams are now three and seven. Two of the Raiders wins are against the Broncos. Uh, This was an (laughs) overtime game. Uh, Latavius Murrow is the Denver running back to own going forward. Latavius Murray. Yeah. Latavius Murray. Is that not what I said? You said Murrow. Murrow. Latavius Murrow. I don't know who that is. I don't know who it is either. <laughs> Murray is the Denver running back to own going forward. Uh, Jacobs and Adams are the only Raiders you can play, and they're yep. both very good, so play them. There was yep. no touchdown in for Dulcich in this game, despite Brandon's guarantee, so that's a bummer. Brandon had a down week. We'll just yeah, say that. He did, except he still beat me in our Dynasty League. You know, it's because I praised how good he had been at predicting things and whatever I say is wrong. So my my wrongness overruled his his right is really strong this year, man. The the announcer, I mean, Daniel Carlson had had hit 41 straight. And then I'm listening to the radio as the announcer is praising him for it and having the third like all time streak right now in the NFL. And then he doinked it. Yeah, come on. Brutal. Um, I don't think there's any other major takeaways, but just Latavius Murray's going to have to be the running back there. Uh, Chase Edmonds is hurt, I think. Yeah, it, he is. Is it, he's questionable, and they still released Melvin Gordon because he was so bad. So it's Latavius Murray. The Broncos are going to continue to suck, so he's a volume play, and yep. you know you're you're hoping for upside elsewhere if you're playing Latavius Murray. Um. Moving on to a slaughter, a total beat down. The Cowboys 40, the Vikings 3 in Minnesota. They fall to 8 and 3. Cowboys move to 7 and 3. Uh worst home loss for the Vikings in 59 years. Yeah, this Vikings is, fans are crying over this one, yeah, man. Yeah, this is brutal. Tony Pollard hasn't finished outside the top 8 running backs in his last 3 games. He has 6 touchdowns, 464 yards in that span. So Insane. we were talking about him earlier. Take it, you know, keep going with Pollard for sure. Cowboys D four games straight with two plus sacks and a fumble or fumble recovery. That's fumble and fumble, fumble recovery and fumble recovery. Sorry. They play the Giants, Houston, Indy and Jacksonville. So, yeah, that's that's the team you want to be playing right now for your defense. Dude, all four those teams offensive weapons against the Cowboys, you can sit all of them. Like yes. Jonathan Taylor, maybe not, but outside of that. Yeah, and I'd be worried about that too. But yeah, Same. I wouldn't start any Giants against the Cowboys. I wouldn't I certainly wouldn't start any Texans against the Cowboys. And Jags, there might they might be a little tougher to to sit. ETN would be tough. Christian Kirk would be Christian tough. Christian Kirk but... would be tough. I'd maybe maybe still play those guys. We'll we'll see in a couple weeks. Man, you're not smiling about it. No, uh, Justin Jefferson got shut down, and he faces shut down corners the next two weeks against New England and the Jets. So, are you worried about Justin Jefferson? I am. I saw people I say this be. is the window that you can buy Justin Jefferson in a dynasty league, and I think they're right. 
I doubt it. Because <laughs> I don't think I don't I think he could have four straight down weeks and dynasty owners of Justin Jefferson wouldn't be worried at all. I think you're right. They wouldn't be externally worried, but you got to be a little bit worried if you don't think that your guy can, you know, can do it against a shutdown corner. That's true. And there's more of them now. That's true. There really are. It's uh, it's becoming a really important piece in the NFL to have that guy, and teams are really, you know, struggling to have that that guy who can take out a top wide receiver. So, yeah, it's it's a focus for sure. Um, what do you take away from this? We talked about you, you know, you can't trust Christian Kirk if he's not playing at the 10 a.m. slot. Um, and Cowboys defense rocks. Any anything else? Yeah. Um. Just, you know, Dalvin Cook is going to have better games. Everybody here is going to have better games. Even yeah, in Cook these tough been games. On a against, roll. Yeah, even in these tough games against New England and the Jets, I think they're going to score more than three points. So, yeah, I agree. It's going to be brighter. All right. Bengals and Steelers. Bengals win 37 30. Joe Mixon left with the head injury, and Samaj P. Ryan stepped in. We talked about that. Jalen Warren also left the game. We mentioned with a hamstring injury, and Najee saw 26 opportunities, got the two touchdowns. Uh, T.J. Watt had the interception in this game, which Josh kind of called. He said, T.J. Watt adds an interception per game just by being on this team. And then <laughs> T.J. Watt... Goes and adds an interception. He grabbed so, it out of the air himself. What a play. Oh it was a phenomenal play. He can do uh, anything. He's incredible. <laughs> so That Steelers D is going to continue to be a problem. Uh, it's not going to be enough against some of these elite offenses, the Bengals and stuff like that. Yep. But, um, you know, when you're playing. That's fun to watch. If, it makes the game more fun. Yeah, and it, you don't really want to play bad QBs against the Steelers. So I like, can agree with that. Or I mean, dude, QBs with bad O lines too. Yeah, it's tough. You're gonna get eaten up. Yeah, yeah, you got to be careful. It's something to watch. Uh, anything else you want to add on Steelers Bengals? No, you know it was a down game for Tyler Boyd, but I think he's due for some more big games with Jamar Chase out. I agree. I agree. I'm not worried about Tyler Boyd. Um Chiefs Chargers Chiefs 30 Chargers 27 on Sunday night football. Fun game. It was a very fun game. A really good game. Mike Williams got injured which was a bummer but uh Keenan Allen hit was on a snap count but Josh Palmer stepped in which we've talked about him up and down. Uh Kadarius Tony only had one target and left with a hamstring injury. But, uh, you know, this was the Travis Kelsey show on one side. The Chargers kind of spread it around, but a nice game for Eckler, who's been really carrying their team. I'm sure they're happy to have Allen back, and he looked good on his limited touches. And Josh Palmer's been filling in admirably. So you got some nice weapons there to play. And, you know, the Chiefs, I think we're going to talk about a couple guys, or we're going to talk about Sky Moore in the waiver wires, uh, Isaiah Pacheco. So, um I don't think there's anything else big to add for this game. So we'll talk about Monday night football real quick. A little earlier tonight, 49ers beat the Cardinals 38 to 10. Uh, This was a, like one of those blowout games where you kind of feel it early that, Oh, it's going to be a blowout and it just gets worse and worse and worse. Uh, You saw like huge plays from Kittle 
Ayuk, Debo, all making very big plays. Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey was steady. Was very steady. Had a nice game despite not scoring a touchdown. The touchdowns went everywhere else. So you had, you know, that's not uh, fair. Elijah Moore two. touched the ball, and every time he did, he went for like eleven yards. So <laughs> it, Elijah Elijah Mitchell, yeah, sorry, Elijah Mitchell. It, they just couldn't do anything. Forty ers had whatever they wanted, however they wanted it, and they owned Mexico City tonight. Man, it was fun. Yeah, it was rocking. They're big Niners fans down there. Yeah. Uh, also, lots of Raiders fans down there too. So. Yeah, what's up? Shout out Raider yeah. Nation down in Mexico. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, mostly just a blowout, you know, Cardinals were playing with their backup quarterback. Kyler did not start this game. Uh, I think you still had a pretty nice game from Deandre Hopkins and James Connor scored a touchdown. I know, and was Mm -hmm. getting a lot of work. So, uh, the guys, you know, the guys you wanted to start came through Rondale Moore got injured in this game. He left the game and ended, I believe with like negative 0.2 points or something like that. It crushed um, a lot of people's weeks, dude. So that's brutal. Uh, I'm a big Rondale Moore fan, and him not playing helped me win a league. But, you know, it's one of, like I own him in another league, and you never root for injury. So that was a bummer. We'll, uh, we'll monitor that, and we'll give you guys an update on Wednesday on Rondale Moore's status. But uh, any other big news for the Niners Cardinals, or do you want to hop into waivers? Let's just hop in the waivers, please. I can't. Even, I'm so tired, Jordan. I'm gonna fall asleep, dude. It's been it's been absolutely crazy of a week, and I know you're you're not feeling great tonight, and stuff. So My I appreciate you sick. being here. Oh, shout out to them for letting me do this. Word and Brandon has all sorts of craziness going on tonight. Uh, he was supposed to be here, and he's dealing with an emergency situation with one of his cats. So, Brandon, I hope your cat's okay. Uh, shout out to you, but. Let's uh let's do the waivers and then we'll get out of here. Um, for quarterback, uh, Tom Brady is at Cleveland next week. That could be a good matchup, a good opportunity for him to try and get it back on track. And Jimmy G versus New Orleans, he has the weapons. He had a big game tonight with those weapons getting it done after the catch for him. And um, I you know New Orleans has been exploitable the last couple weeks, so mm-hmm. I think those are pretty good matchups. We've talked, we mentioned a couple guys that you can look for in two QB leagues. Um, you know, so Davis Mills maybe getting benched, uh, so you can maybe look for Kyle Allen in a two QB league. Right. <clears throat> um, as far as the running back position, I think these are kind of the big ones for people: the running backs and wide receivers this week. Latavius Murray is 34% owned in ESPN leagues. He's now like the only show in town in Denver. So he needs to hey, be he looks owned. good. Yeah, it's a volume play for sure. And he's not going to, you know, it, it would be uh, really tough to project him having like a huge game. But uh, he, he could be steady, and if he ends up falling into the end zone, he's going to be pretty productive for you for the next few weeks. So They don't score good... many touchdowns, but he's been doing them. So. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, but he's been the one to get them when they do. So I would go with Latavius Murray. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan, you need to monitor Joe Mixon's health status. But if Joe Mixon is going to miss time, Samaj P. Ryan would be my number one ad. Same. He fills in very nicely. Their offense doesn't miss a beat. And he's only 3% owned in ESPN League. So he's pretty much out there everywhere. Go get him and then adjust your bid kind of based on the news, whether or not you think Mixon's going to miss or how much time. 
I think Chris Evans is injured too, who's their other running back. So he it's is. like Samaj Piran's the only dude there. Yes, Chris Evans is injured. Uh Damon Harris, uh, we were talking about this because he is not he's currently on the waiver wire in our one of our redraft leagues. Yeah, I think so, he got dropped in quite a few leagues after he got injured and Stevenson really had a nice breakout, but they relentlessly use him. Um, yeah, he is 61% owned in ESPN leagues. So most competitive leagues, he's still going to be owned, but there are just go check. You got to check for these guys sometimes because you never know when a team has too many injuries, who they're going to decide that they don't need. Uh, and it could be to your benefit. So check for Damian Harris. Isaiah Pacheco is still only 43% owned in ESPN leagues and had a really nice night. Didn't get a touchdown. He's not really doing much through the air, but he's getting a ton of work on the ground and looking really good with it. So Pacheco's a guy to own for sure. And James Cook is getting some run and looking explosive. I don't know how confident I feel playing him any like in this next week. Same. He's just a deep league stash for me. But um, yeah, he's in, he's one of those guys where it's like I. I kind of, if I have a spot at the end of my bench, I want to put him on there ahead of anybody else on the waiver wire right now. Same. Yeah. And it really comes down to a couple of factors. Like one of them being Devin Singletary health. If he's injured, then James cook will get a lot of work. So. Agreed. Uh, If it, let's say all these guys were on the waiver wire and you needed a running back to start this week, who would be your top ad? Samaj P Ryan, but Latavius Murray, if he's not the, you know, if, yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into that, but probably Murray, just all things, how they are, um, if Joe Mixon's healthy. I think mine would be Pacheco. That's fair. I think, I think his workload's going to continue to be steady, and he's a guy that you can probably play pretty confidently as your RB2 the rest of the way. I, I think they're done with CEH. I think you're right about that, but I'm not sure it really matters because their backfield doesn't have to do anything to win games. <laughs> you're right about that. And it, it, we haven't seen any kind of ceiling from Pacheco. He's a seventh round pick, but um, I, I just. They're fine you know, with uh, just going to, to Kelsey in the red zone, too. They don't even care. Yeah. <laughs> and I was excluding Damian Harris because I don't think he's on the way. Yeah, he's not available in most leagues, but. Leagues. Because uh, I would, uh, I think he's the guy I would definitely have out of this group if we included him. But yeah, uh, let's move on to the wide receivers real quick. Donovan Peoples Jones had a nice game. We know that um, Deshaun Watson is going to be coming back, so I think he's a guy to maybe stash. I don't think I'd be confident starting him with Brissett, but once Deshaun Watson comes back, uh, potentially a guy that uh, could have some upside going forward. Traylon Burks, I think, is probably the big waiver wire ad for most leagues this week as the wide receivers go. Uh, we He finally saw the volume, had over 100 yards, really nice game, uh, looked really good on the field, passed the eye test. So that's what we wanted to see, and I think uh, Burks is a guy going forward that you can flex. Sky Moore, we finally saw him get some volume. All it took was every other Chiefs wide receiver to be out. <laughs> so... Yeah, being the last option has a lot of weight, man. 
It does. Uh, you know, he didn't get any touchdowns because Travis Kelsey doesn't like to share, but <laughs> he <laughs> he is only 16% owned, and he's another one of those. He's kind of along the lines of James Cook where I don't feel confident starting him yet, but he's also not somebody I want to see on my opponent's roster for when he does have a breakout potentially, you know? Yeah, I get that. Like, that's the thing, like, if over the next week or two, James Cook or Sky Moore starts getting more and more opportunity, they're going to be a player that if if you're against them in championship week, you're like, oh, crap. This sucks. Yeah. You know, like they're, they're the type of guy who could just absolutely have a monster week 17. Yep. At tight end, just a couple to mention. David Njoku might be out there. He did have a down week, but he was returning from injury, and he looked really good and really involved early on in the season, so I like David Njoku. And Juwan Johnson's the big one. He's been so consistent the last few weeks that he's he's the guy I want to own at tight end if I'm trying to get somebody off waivers. So he's still available in a lot of leagues. A couple streaming defenses. The Commanders play the Falcons. The Panthers play the Broncos. The Chiefs play the Rams. The Steelers play the Colts and the Dolphins play the Texans. Uh, which defense do you like best out of Commanders, Panthers, Chiefs, Steelers, and Dolphins this week? Uh, I think it's a tie between the Commanders and the Panthers. Um, Steelers is is an, another one too. So uh, I don't know. I, actually, of all those, probably the Steelers because I think they have the best chance to score straight up, you know, twenty five fantasy points. But. Yeah, against that Colts team, they've been struggling. I think the Steelers with TJ Watt back is a really nice play at Colts. Uh, Dolphins for Texans seems easy, but then Dolphins are exploitable. The Dolphins' defense is really bad, but the Texans' offense is so bad that they've allowed defenses to get good points, so I don't think they're a bad stream. I think the Chiefs is actually my second favorite this week because the Rams are giving up the most points to defense in the entire league right now. Uh, So that's probably where I'd go second, but I like the Steelers at Colts most. I like all these options. I don't think you're losing any any way here. Um, They're good options this week. I wanted to add one to the tight ends to um, Kate Otten was on by last mm. week. He may have been dropped. You could go check and see if he's available. That's a good call because Kate Otten has been really consistent since Cameron Brate's been out. So I've been playing Kate Otten in a league and it's worked out pretty well in, uh, in relief of Waller who's been out. So yeah, good stuff. Anything else for the people? No, man, I just love you guys. I hope everybody's not as sick as everybody I know is right now. So it's going around. So, you know, stay healthy, stay safe out there. We appreciate you all. And we'll oh, we got one in. more episode too before uh, Thanksgiving and I want to make it a, a special episode. So we'll have some fun stuff on that episode too. Looking forward to it. Hey, oh yeah. One more before Turkey day. So we will talk to you Wednesday. Uh, as always, you can find us on our main Twitter at best coast FF. You can find me at BCFF underscore Jordan. I'm at BCFF Josh. And you can find Brandon at BCFF underscore Brandon. Hit him up. Give him some you know, good wishes for his cat. And uh, we will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Thanks very much.